We will go ahead and get started with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-practice press conference, joined now by Scott Dixon, driving the number nine PNC Bank Chip Ganassi Racing Honda for the team. Five wins here on the track, and Scott also a very large championship lead heading into this race. How comforting is it to know? We, we've seen championship leads disappear before, but knowing that you have so much success coming into this racetrack, how comforting is that? Uh, I guess they're nice memories. That you, you can't really dwell on them or, or uh, you know, they're, they're no advantage. I think every year, you know, it, it changes whether it's the tyre, the, the aero package, um, or even just, you know, what your approach has been throughout the season. Uh, sometimes it works well here and sometimes it doesn't. So I think in recent past, we've actually had a bit of a, a rough run here. Um, We've generally had some decent speed, but it hasn't been as consistent as we would have liked. And, and today, we've you know we've kind of seen similar uh, parts there. It's really hard to piece a lap together, at least for for myself and, and the nine car. Um, so yeah, we, we've definitely got a lot of work to do. You know, uh, we've got good points right now, but you know it doesn't guarantee you anything either. It can, uh, as we've seen in the last you know sort of couple of races, it can it can flip and change pretty quickly. So um, you know the focus right now is just keep our head down and, and try and make the most of, of every race till we get to uh, Sonoma and see you know where we lie uh, and hopefully you know uh, still have um, the points lead at that point but um, it can change quick. So I'm sure there are a number of factors that go into this but you say it's, it's difficult to piece a lap together around here. What are some things that you guys are encountering through practice today? Um, you know the first practice was a little rough just because there was so many red flags and then you also had uh, an elongated part of over overtake which uh, gets confusing for lap times as well so uh, for us we really you know we I think we made a gain here and there but we're kind of we're in a in a box that's not really working I think we need to kind of shift um, you know the program in general um, maybe for tomorrow morning and see if see if we can uh, make it a little easier to drive and a little bit uh, you know performance out of it as well it's you know easy to say that but uh, achieving it is is extremely tough so um, yeah tonight will just be a lot of hard work and trying to figure out uh, how to make the car a bit better we know that qualifying is important no matter where we go but is this a track that in particular it seems even more important would you say uh, I think every race, yeah, is important. You know, um, we we have you know had a situation where we won from you know last um, you know two or three years ago, but it's you know then you've got to really rely on catching you know the perfect yellow, which which we did in that situation. So um, you know each season, I think if you look at you know St. Pete, the start of the year, still you know one of those things where where you know Bordet got pretty lucky. Um, and it happens throughout the year, you know, whether you're having a bad day or not, you've still got to have the car pace and speed at the end to, to pull it off. Um, but yeah, it definitely puts a, a huge, um, you know, uh, oversight, well, not oversight, but, you know, um, concentration on, on trying to qualify as well as possible. And fresh out of practice, I'm sure this is the last thing on your mind, but we'd be remiss not to ask about you making your 300th start here at Mid-Ohio. What does that mean to you heading into this weekend? Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. It doesn't feel that many. It feels like 150. So they say, uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And I guess, um, you know, that's that's uh, how it's been. You know, for us, we've uh, we've we've had a lot of fun. You know, uh, getting to, to number 300. Yes, we've had some bad days, but uh, a lot of good days. And and uh, you know, still to be able to call myself an IndyCar driver, um, you know, it's a big deal to me. Um, you know, it's a great community to be a part of. Um, you know, the the category itself right now, and, and just the competition level throughout the seasons I've been involved has has been. Uh, insane so uh, I love it um, I can't honestly say I'd like to do another 300 but I hope it continues uh, for, for a little while longer at least when you look at that uh, photo of you when you made your first career start I mean you were just a kid and do you kind of look at that photo and go 
dear God, I wish they'd burn this video because that's not that doesn't look like me at all. But what do you remember about that day? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think. Um, I don't know. Definitely back then, you know, going from mini lights and into I think it was car at that point, you know, was 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 a hell of a jump, man. I remember the first time I even drove one of those cars at Putnam Park, and then Laguna Seca was the second time, and and just you know the sheer speed of the cars and the power, and and uh, I, I don't know. I think um, you know you always wish you could probably tell yourself a few different tricks, uh, you know, that you know now back in in those days. But you know, I think um, it's it's definitely the lows I think that you learn the most about yourself and the sport and and everything involved. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's I don't know. It's been a journey, man. It's been a hell of a journey. A lot of fun. Job. Um, Scott, this uh, this year. Uh, obviously, the cars are radically different in terms of how they produce their speed, but Ryan's time's only like one second off pole from last year. Is the car a lot trickier to drive now, finding your braking points and uh, you know, getting back on the power a little bit later without the manufacturer error goods? That's because Ryan's very good. Nobody else is only a second off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I th it, it kind of makes you think, you know, the, the different approaches you could have had at some of the circuits where we've been quite fast with this with this new car. Um, obviously, a lot of things different, you know, changed throughout. But, um, you know, especially here, it is uh, kind of interesting that we are going as quick as we are with, you know, the, the, the lack of downforce. Um but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to drive. You know, it is tricky when you miss by a little bit. It's obviously magnified now and and becomes a bigger problem. Uh, and I think that's not just for straight out speed, but also you know uh, consistency throughout the race. Um, but then even making mistakes. You know, making a small mistake with last year's car. You know, you could piece it together and still be fine. You know, keep it on the track. And and, and today, you know, even at the test. You know, last week I crashed twice. So it's it's. Uh, if you miss it by a little bit, it's it it uh, magnifies it again and becomes a big problem. Uh, Scott, um, you just talked about you crashed twice at, at the test. Uh, pit lane here is also extremely tight. How nervous is this of a track as far as just making sure you get through the event in, in general? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, some are, some are a little tighter than others, but... Um you know, I don't think that it does you any good to think about those situations. You know, you just got to go in with a clear mind. Um, you know, it's like being asked, you know, do you start points racing? It, you can't. You know, I think you start making things that, you know, decisions and, and, and options that you wouldn't normally choose um, that will hinder you more so than anything else. So it's it's you got it's another race. It get, you know, all these races pay the same amount of points outside of Indy and, and Sonoma. So, uh, you know, this is a race that we're coming to this weekend to try and win. That's the only way we're looking at doing it. Um, for both guys, now that you're at this point in the season, what would you translate or, or offer for uh, uh, IndyCar to do with the cars maybe between, between seasons? Anything you'd like, anything you guys would like to see, you know, plus or minus, uh, add or not? taken away I'll take that one huh uh, <laughs> I really I think it would just be on the oval side of it um, I, I would have some input for the series and I, I think they already know it I mean we need to tweak the oval package we need to tweak the speedway package for Indy um, so that we can keep a reasonable balance on the race car cl running closer to one another um, you know first year with the car I think that's a work in progress, but now we know what the issue is after having run for, um, you know, half a season. So, yeah, I think the the suggestions are clear, and, and we'll work on it 
um, we'll work on it together. I mean, I think we're going to need to see that at, at a few racetracks and and <clears throat> maybe look at uh, downforce levels and some of our short, short ovals. I don't know what the answer is, but, um, you know, I think Phoenix maybe could have been a better race if we had something different. I'm not sure, but uh, I certainly am pretty clear what we need to do, I think, on super speedways. Uh, I think there's definitely work in progress, and I know there's, a, I think, a test coming up in, what, a couple of weeks at the Speedway. So, yeah, there's there's uh, a couple of fundamental uh, things that stand out, I think, over other things that, the, that you know, uh, the teams in the series know that, that can definitely improve uh, the consistency in traffic. So I think that will, um, you know, that will play true. There's, there's enough history and enough knowing what, you know, we need to do uh, to change that up. Any other questions for Scott before we let him go? Mary. Um, Scott, um, and this is for both of you, would you say that this track is more physical um, now with the new package? Is it, is it just the same as before, or is it taking a lot more effort for the drivers just because you're maybe busier in the car? Yeah, it, uh, I think it depends, you know. I think if you've got a good car, typically, you know, it's not as physical. Um, I feel pretty worn out today, so it's... Uh, no, it, 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 you know, I think... Um, all these tracks can be physical, you know, on this on the edge that we are, whether it's the loading or the speeds. But yes, right now the the margin of error is much smaller, so you you I, I feel like you know you're having to adjust a lot more than than typical. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be as physical, if not more physical, than what we've had in the past. Cool. Thank you. Say hi. Joined also, of hi. course. Hi. Hi. Uh, special guests, Ryan, and special guests. Joined also by Ryan Hunteray, who was fastest today in practice driving the number 28 DHL Honda. Ryan, you mentioned in your uh, in your pre-race quote that practice was going to be extremely important here at Mid Ohio, knowing that you're coming to the track with with a new car. It seems like you and Andretti Autosport have made the most of it. What are your thoughts of that heading into practice? Yeah, absolutely. Practice Having season? not uh, tested here, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought we'd be on the back foot a little bit for day one and, and a little bit of day two, but they did a great job. The team, you know, coming back here prepared for it and. Um, it, it is. It's been busy, you know. As as you guys mentioned, it's a busier. It's a busier run out there. It's tough. It, the car's on top of the racetrack, so this place can be a little bit strange like that. Sometimes you have to wait until it rubbers up to really start tuning on the car. And I think we were pretty patient with it today. And uh, tomorrow we're going to need to go ahead and, and make it a bit better, though. I I, I know you know Scott's going to be uh, charging right to the front as well. So good thing is we have a good starting spot, a good starting um, you know a baseline, I guess you can say, to to build on for tomorrow. So speaking of that, you feel like the speed that you have now, you're going to need to take it up a notch for qualifying. What are you expecting from that qualifying session tomorrow? Um, you know, it's going to take, like Scott was saying, you feel like you really want to, you know, take that next leap, right? You want to, you want to, you want to try and challenge corner entry, and it's just not letting you get away with it right now. You know, that's why there's so many guys I think turning the car around. So it's a very fine line of getting it wrong and getting it right. So I, I felt like that way in a few corners today, and. I was telling the crew after I got out, I, man, I want, I want to take that extra little bit, try and find an extra tenth, but I feel like I'm going to back it in if I, if I try too hard uh, in a couple corners. So it's, uh, yeah, you got to be careful. And we saw a, a good number of red flags in the sessions today. Do you think that's just a result of drivers trying to take it to that next level? I think so. I mean, guys are trying. You know, they're trying to figure out where they, what they can get away with, and. Um, 
like I said, once you get offline a little bit, it's it's just gone. I mean, there's just nothing bringing it back. So it's it's tough to uh, really figure out what you can get away with. Yeah. Questions, David. This is for any of the hunter rays out there. Um, are the uh, are the reds actually fundamentally changing the balance of the car, or are they just offering more grip? It's it, the first thing is more overall grip. Um, you know, they do they do offer a bit more rear grip, um, but it wasn't a huge balance shift for me. It was just more overall grip. I felt like we we tacked on, you know, hundreds of pounds of downforce putting them on. You're gonna be you're gonna have to go sit in the audience, okay? Why? Cause. You, I have to talk now. You can talk after, okay? Uh, Ryan, I ask this of a lot of tracks, but here, is there any particular corner you're working on more than others? I know it seems like four you have to get right, but is it a big speed gainer, or what about the carousel, keyhole? I mean, is there any place you're making up a lot of time over others? This place is such a rhythm section. You know, it, it kind of all comes together as, as one. Um, you can't really start giving up other places and, and, and trying to gain it here or there. It's just constantly flowing. So you've got to really find the compromises. He turned it on. Um, you just can't, you, you really can't um, look for just one place or another. And it seems like um, th there's a lot of time to be had. Like to me, it seemed like today in the higher speed sections, you know, 1, 11. Um, nine those corners because uh, the risk reward was so big. So, um, yeah. This but this place is such a rhythm to it that uh, you just have to piece it all together. A couple of weeks ago at Toronto, Josh said that this car tells you a story before it breaks loose. But it sounds to me Sometimes. like today it's not really telling you a story at all no i mean it's still an open wheel car right i mean you're relying on all that downforce once you get it into yaw to a certain angle you're dumping all that 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 air off the wings that you're relying on and then it comes around but um it does give you a little bit more warning than the previous car did no doubt um but it's right now we're just dealing with a low grip situation and like i said sometimes mid ohio is that way um, so I think we're dealing with a lot less downforce and a pretty finicky mid-Ohio racetrack at the moment. So I expect it to get more rubbered in. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what we we get tomorrow. Yeah, the snaps were more violent with the other car. It would just, you know, it would all of a sudden um, give you a big one. Uh, whereas whereas here you can slide it a little bit more. But you know, the, like I said, the track le level of grip on the track is not very high right now. Any other questions, Tim? You're right. Is, is it almost like you're? I mean, you know the track, but it's almost like you're driving it on a new track, so to speak. Is that is that kind of the sensation a little bit? Yeah, it is. Um, it, you know, with the first time on this track uh, with this car, it's absolutely new. Um, you know, I love this place. I've been driving here since I was 16 years old, and what I'm 37 now, so it's been been a while. Um, but one of my favorite race tracks, and like I said, it's the rhythm and flow of the place that I absolutely love. So. Uh, it's nice coming to grips with it. I love, I love a new challenge like that, and you know, the team gave me a good car to go out there and, and push it and see what I could get away with. You're the same age as Scott. He's starting uh, number 300 tomorrow. Your career kind of took a while for you to get here, and when you think about that, also this, this track played a big role for, for you. If you hadn't gotten the call from Bobby Rahal in 07, you, you may not be here today. So. 
when you think Absolutely. about how different the journeys have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're very different. He has more wins in his age, and I have less, so that's what I need to focus on first and foremost. But, um, yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, a journeyman all over the place, hopping team to team, trying to find a home. So, yeah, very different, uh, very, very different scenarios. So that's a big difference. When you have a big, a big team like that and you can call home from the very beginning, that's certainly uh, been, been very, uh, very good for him, and it gave him a good base to build on. Um, but obviously he's one of the most talented IndyCar drivers ever, and uh, he's done an amazing job with it. Um, but, yeah, I remember back at Mid-Ohio here getting a call up to run an IndyCar for the first time in many years, and David Letterman showed up as uh, one of the couple races he shows up to a year. So pressure was definitely on, but I remember that was the big kickstart to my career um, and, and what set the path to, to finding a, a full-time home at Andretti. Any final questions for Ryan? Well, on behalf of Andretti Autosport, just a reminder that Ryan and the rest of the Andretti drivers will be hosting a barbecue at 6 p.m. at the Andretti Hospitality Tent in the Paddock. Ryan, thanks so much for Thank joining Thank you. Us. And Ryan will be there, right? Yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys there.